Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that's on your mind, give me a call, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We can talk basically about anything. Today is May Day, and May Day, May Day, May Day, but there's no emergency to report for the stock market. No emergency at all. It's indicated to open higher, um, as it did. Um, you know, so the indication was positive, no stress, everything's okay. Um, you know, whether we close higher or lower, it's a day by day kind of thing. Having a pretty good, uh, run on the market, in my opinion. First quarter earnings continue to impress with the blended growth rates. Um, you know, blended is the actuals versus the estimates from the companies that have not yet come out. And you're talking uh, up a hefty, healthy 12.5% in earnings. This is a very key consideration because we've got a market that has a, a high valuation um, that was supported in large part by tax reform and the face of the stronger dollar. 12.5% earnings growth is good. Very, very good. Um, Congress has reached an agreement to keep the government running through September, which takes one of the shutdown risks off the table. Noteworthy that a lot of the Trump initiatives that he wanted, part of that, keep the government running, didn't get put in. Today is the first day of a new month, which often invites news inflows. Um, So keep an eye on that. Um, it's pretty reasonable to expect. Oh, and by the way, um, Apple and Facebook have earnings this week, so you might have those in your portfolio. Ideal. Uh, there's some closures that are going to leave, leave uh, most of the lifting to the U.S. participants because markets in Europe, in Hong Kong, in China, and Brazil are closed in observance of their Labor Day. Um, you know, personal income and spending came out this morning. Um, it showed income up two tenths of a percent after a downwardly revised three tenths of a percent. 
and spending unchanged. So that's a good bit of data. <clears throat> Lackluster spending activity was already reflected in some of that first quarter GDP numbers that we saw. So it's not a news headline shocker. Personal income figures were also embedded in the GDP report. Key takeaway, key, 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 key takeaway is that the report showed a deceleration in the price index and the core price index year over year. And that's going to a price, in, a price increase is what I'm talking about is inflation. So the FOMC will be having a policy meeting on May 2 and 3. Uh, will they or won't they raise the interest rates? The market is not anticipating that they will. So this week we're going to have our share of economic releases. It's the first week of the month. It's the most wonderful week. Mm, not really. With a lot of focus on the April employment situation report on Friday. Much can happen between now and then, and much will, considering this is going to be another heavy week of earnings reports. The Fed is holding its policy meeting. There will be a good bit of economic data. There's health care reform. There's tax reform that's going to continue to dominate political headlines. There's the airlines heading to Washington. Up, up, and away. In a beautiful automobile. Um, so the airlines are heading to Congress this week. So you've heard all about the air travel industry and overbookings and passengers being dragged off planes. A couple of years ago, there was a, a big issue with uh, flights sitting on the tarmac. Like they'd load up the planes and they wouldn't leave for like two hours, three hours. Because they want to get you, quote unquote, loaded in. And thus, you're kind of like, you know, you're loaded in. So the House Transportation Committee will meet to hear the testimony on online air customer service. What I was trying to get at with the couple of years ago, you'd get locked in a plane, you'd board and they wouldn't leave because for whatever reason they're waiting for traffic or something. Um, and that led to a quote-unquote passenger bill of rights. Now you're seeing a person dragged off a plane that was overbooked and you have to start saying to yourself, to is he screaming Santa? Ah! Um, pulling people off planes not cool. Um, not in the day and age of, of cell phone cameras, right? So the Senate Commerce Subcommittee on Aviation Operations, Safety and Security are going to hold a similar hearing, focusing on that removal of United Pastor Dr. David Dow. Hearings will get pretty dramatic. You may see the airlines, you know, obviously be conciliatory, but you may see them get hit. If you hear a congressman go, I'm a great congressman from the great state of South Carolina, and the great state congressman like to ask the evil Weasley Airlines, what makes you think you could drag a person from a plane? Would you like that to happen to your son or daughter? Okay. Um, so the headlines could come out that, that aren't squeaky clean. I'm not saying they will or won't, because I'm not, you know, on the know. Speaking of being on the know, avocado prices are skyrocketing. Um, so a bowl of guacamole for you on Cinco de Mayo is going to be more expensive this year as avocado prices rise to a record on surging demand and smaller crop in Mexico and California. A box of 22-pound box of Hess avocados. Twenty-seven eighty-nine, a price which is subject to seasonal swings, is more than double 
It's more than double. Holy, holy. It's more than double. Avocados are up 100%. Man, I know. Um, price is subject to obviously seasonal changes, um, but it's more than double what it was a year ago. The jump in demand in recent years has been dramatic. America per capita consumption was 6.9 pounds in 2015. It was just three and a half pounds in 2006. People are being drawn to the fruit, not just for its taste, but also for its healthy oils and fats. A trend borne out uh, in the United States by Starbucks announced it last month that it'll be selling an avocado sandwich spread. Uh, Mexico supplies 82% of the avocados eaten north of the border. Its shipments into the United States surged to about 1.76 billion pounds in 2015 from just 24 million pounds in 2000. It's kind of crazy how avocado prices work, right? So, um, May 1, or Cinco de Mayo, rather, Cinco de Mayo, is the date of the Mexican Army's victory of the French forces in the Battle of Pueblo in 1862. It's turned into a border celebration, a broader border celebration, where Americans just like to go out and get drunk. Um, it's one of the top occasions of, of eating guacamole, uh, behind the Super Bowl. So we are Cinco de Mayo. Let's celebrate the Mexican victory. And I would guess 99% of Americans have no clue what that even means. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. And thanks for calling into the show. 800-516-1220. Don't forget, I always have a big event coming up. I have one coming up in just 19 days. Both events will sell out, uh, which is funny for the radio listeners. It's free. You can sign out, find out more about these events coming up in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. One is a wealth preservation and one is a wealth accumulation event, but you got to read the details. See if they're appropriate for you. Both are not appropriate for one person. You're either one or the other. So sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow. Free code to get in is radio25. That's radio25. Now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Something I'm a little bit worried about is Donald Trump and his administration potentially going after 401ks. There's news out there that Donald Trump wants to cut corporate tax rates, and that would probably lead to more profits, which would probably lead to more hiring. He wants a simplified simplified structure for taxes for the individual. One of the problems about this is it's very costly. Cutting tax rates from 35% down to 15% would result in a massive drop of revenue for Congress, and they'd have to cut spending and or figure out ways to neutralize it. 
one of the areas they're thinking about is some sort of exclusion from income of money that you save in your 401k. So you don't pay federal taxes when you contribute to your 401k, and it's probably one of the biggest perks, in my opinion. Um, it's probably one of the biggest perks of having a 401k. So if the administration tax 401ks, it's probably going to attack savings. It might lead to savings in Wall Street and 401ks. It might lead to some other issues um, that are both positive and negative. Um, more hiring, which would create more wage inflation, which is probably a good thing within as long as it's moderated. But it would also lead to less savings, which is probably a negative thing, in my opinion. So some other big stories of news out there today. Apple is going to announce tomorrow their annual dividend decision, um, which a lot of people look at. You know, How much more money is Apple going to return to shareholders? So they report earnings on Tuesday, <clears throat> and it's fair to say that Wall Street's about to get a bit of a raise. That's because spring is when t- Apple typically announces its annual dividend hike. After a 24% jump in Apple shares this year, their dividend is about 1.6%, well below its peak. So, you know, that ain't a bad return compared to banks. Um, what matters the most, even to people who don't directly own Apple shares, because it's the most valuable company in the United States and the world, um, is that it's sitting on top of $250 billion. What are they going to do with that? $250 billion. It's a core holding of both index mutual funds and inexpensive exchange-traded funds. It's held by more than 5 million American households. Um, So this is where they're going to talk a little about their dividends. So if you've never heard a conference call, I highly suggest you do. Some of the highest-paid dividend players of the conference calls, you get to hear, like, uh, congratulations, Apple. Uh, That iPhone 7 stabilizer is pretty awesome. What, What can we expect for the 8? Um, what do you see the sell-through in China doing as this year? Is it big enough? Is it pulling back? So dividend-paying stocks are stocks that if you invest $100 in and they pay a 2% annual dividend yield, you get $2. So it's not bad. And typically they'll do it 50 cents, 50 cents, 50 cents, and 50 cents every three months, essentially. So the top dividend players in the United States, ExxonMobil, they pay out $12.4 billion to, I'm not going to say Americans, but to shareholders. Microsoft, just a little over $12 billion. AT&T, just a little above $12 billion. Apple, just under $12 billion. And Verizon sits in at $9.4 billion. So not only tomorrow will we get earnings out of Apple, but we'll likely get a key understanding of their buyback. Um, perhaps they'll jump their buyback from $45 billion to $50 billion. It's uh, not something that we know ahead of time in any way, shape, or form. So, and Tim Cook may say, let's not buy back shares until we see what the White House does, because maybe we'll repatriate more cash and do more. Um, We'll see. I'm not exactly jumping up and down, waiting on this one. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on. Something that's magical and enriches people in some way. That's Tim Cook talking a little bit about Apple's... um, magical phones um i was picking up an apple 7 yesterday uh for friends and family and it's a pretty cool little phone 
Uh, Apple is synonymous with hardware, and when they report numbers tomorrow, we'll look at the Apple 7 numbers for sure, but we'll also look at um, iTunes, Apple Music, cloud storage. They're adding up to big numbers, and that was Steve Jobs' vision, was to become a services company. Services will be about $7 billion for Apple. It could count for nearly one-third of the company's sales going forward. It should spice up what is typically Apple's quietest quarter. So if they're not selling a lot of phones because you sell phones going back to school, you sell phones going into Christmas, then you kind of quiet down, and then it kind of picks back up. It's part of an evolving strategy to Apple, ultimately. Um, you know, Steve Jobs ultimately determined that services integrated into hardware would improve sales of both, and it's the ecosystem. Um, I can tell you as a father that owning Star Wars 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, <clears throat> and then the Rogue One movie, all on iTunes, and is great when you go overseas or when you go to any area that's got Wi-Fi, and you've got a kid that goes, I'm bored. And you're like, shut up, Junior. Watch Star Wars. And no, I didn't name a kid Junior. Although it's a funny thought. Um, it'll be funny in a couple of years from now. You'll be like, the kid will be like, Dad, why do we have minions on Apple? Why? So now that cars are becoming 4G enabled, uh, the ability to zap your movies into your car, onto the tablets or what have you. Shut up, Junior. Or, shut up, Junior, I'm driving. Watch your movie. What do you, what's, your, what's your over you, Dad? So Apple's cash cow remains its iPhone, but again, they need to get those services. And what I'm telling you about video on demand, and um, I think that's something that Apple will come out with very soon, is that when a movie is in a movie theater, they'll let you get it on, in your home for the same price of a movie ticket. And you don't get to own it. But if you want to own it, you wait a couple weeks, and then you get a chance to own it kind of thing. They're going to come up with some sort of video service. It's a matter of when, not if. Uh, they've got a music service, which I actually like better than Spotify, because I'm not a snob. Um, and it's gotten way better since it was launched. And they've got a good family plan. Family, family, family plan. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Call the show, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Eight hundred 
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Yosemite National Park, the Merced River, is expected to overflow. One of the beauties and one of the worries about all the rain that we got in California this year is what's happening when the snow starts to melt? What's going to happen? Remember uh, Long Duck Dong, uh, Long Duck Wong, and uh, Sweet, uh, was it Sweet Sixteen? Um, what's happening, hot stuff? What's it with Molly Ringwald? What's happening, hot stuff? 16 candles, that's it. That's a sweet 16. So that's a push back to that childhood, huh? <laughs> I know anyone who's like 35, who's like 30, they're like, what's he talking about? Long duck long. Um, so Congress inks that spending deal that jettisons the Trump priorities. I think Wall Street feels pretty good about that. It's a $1.1 trillion spending deal that largely tracks with Democratic priorities and rejects most of President Donald Trump's wish list including money to begin building that wall. Um, a compromise was released early today, and it's going to keep government open until the end of September. Wall Street kind of likes it because we don't have to worry, will the spending be there, won't it? And it's not so much that Wall Street is worried, it's that the mom and pop in Des Moines, Iowa, this country's going to heck in a handbasket, we can't even spend money. Um, and they're like, we better sell our stocks. So then they go and sell all their stocks. So um, most travelers need to book four weeks in advance for best summer airfares. Airfares are expected to be 5.8% higher than last summer. Booking in the first week of May typically saves 33%. Almost half of consumers haven't booked their summer vacation yet. So get on on it, people. What are you waiting for? In my opinion. Um, you want to look beyond hotels. Um, I think there's non-traditional ways of staying, Airbnbs, that you might get, you know, things like kitchen and laundry rooms, and that can cut some of the um, costs out there. So, and you might get free parking. Where, man, doesn't it suck when you go to a hotel and they're like, <clears throat> uh, parking's thirty extra dollars a day, and you're like, whoa. I always like to compare timing on all vacations. Um, just because I don't mind going midweek if I have to. And I like targeting, 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 targeting. Um, I don't like casting a wide net. I know that if I want sand, I'm not going to look at everything. I'm just going to look at areas with sand. So airlines are going to meet with Congress on Tuesday. That's worthy of note. Um, we're going to get Friday's jobs report this week. Consumer spending in the United States stalled in the month of March. That's not good. Um, but it is good because it means that they're saving, but it's not good because it means that we're not spending and people on the other side of that transaction who aren't saving, they're the cashiers, they're the people who are making the clothes, they're the people who are delivering the clothes. They want that action. So anyway, 800-516-1220. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Talk a little financial planning in this segment. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. One of the things that upsets me, Chad, is that a lot of people get a lot of bad product, financial product. They accumulate it. They 
feel stuck with it. They feel comfortable being stuck with it. They don't make changes. Let's talk a little annuity rescue. Why do annuities need to be rescued? Well, a lot of people get sold annuities, um, especially, let's say, in their 40s and 50s as an asset accumulation tool, and it's not. It's an a- it's really certain types of no-load annuities make sense for asset protection from a down market. The ones that have are no-load, underlying investments look like mutual funds. They're extremely low cost. There's not a commission involved. And they have a backup to the stock market that says, okay, we'll pay you 5% or more for life, no matter what the market does. That can be good for 20% of a portfolio, and usually it needs to be in a retirement account, not a taxable account. But what I see is that you get people in their 40s and 50s being sold by brokers and bankers variable annuities as a wealth accumulation tool. Or you see somebody that's you know 75 or 80 years old with an annuity that they've purchased and they were, you know, offered all these smoke and mirrors, and all of a sudden they're in this annuity. It's five years old, and it's paying them hardly anything. And it's not co- doing what they need to do. Give me a couple bullet points why you don't like variable annuities sold to people in their 40s and 50s. Well, because you have what under, the underlying investment looks like mutual funds are called subaccounts. And so they say, well, you can invest in these things, and, and you can rebalance a portfolio, and there's no taxes due because they're tax-deferred. And the true part of that is the average investor asset locates the wrong way, and they lose 15% of the return each year in taxes. So they use this product as a tax deferral type of a product, and they make it sound like you're going to get a guaranteed rate of return on your principal, which you're not. What happens is your your principal will be affected by fees that are in the 2 to 2.5% range. Yeah. So, so do, whatever you're, bells you're and doomed. whistles you get, yeah. you, you're losing in the form of high fees for the rest of your life. You're doomed to underperformance and high fees. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's you're you're it's dooming. It will cost your family a lot more than the benefits that you're being sold. Right. Um, so you've got to get out of that. You got to figure out a way to asset locate the right way and cut those fees out of the picture. So more f- money actually stays in your pocket. They they're sold based on fear, but if you look at the balanced portfolio, even from 2007 to where we are today, it still averaged a great rate of return as long as you had a balanced portfolio and you weren't just in stocks or just in financials. Um, so those high fees aren't going to get you anywhere when you're in your 40s and 50s. It might make sense if you're 65 years old and you have you know maybe 10 to 20 percent of your portfolio and something like that, but it's it's not. And or if you get somebody selling an annuity to somebody that's 75 years old and it's a 10 year lockup period, criminal. And then at the end of the 10 years they're getting one or two percent. And so now they're kind of stuck in this thing. They say, well, I've got all this tax-deferred buildup. Now what do I do? So you can still rescue that annuity. You can do what's called a tax-free 1035 exchange into a better type of annuity, or if it's an IRA, back into a regular type of an IRA account. What's an example of a better type of annuity? Well, so you got to find out what you want that annuity to do for you. So let's say you're 65 years old and you've been locked up into some terrible indexed annuity or fixed annuity, and now it's sitting there earning 2% because interest rates are so low. Well, you could 1035 exchange into a no-load variable annuity where there's no back and surrender charges. So if you decide you want to get out in two years or a year, you can. And inside the investment, there's other types of investments that look like, you know, mutual funds that from places like Vanguard and PIMCO and everything else. But no matter what the market does, it'll give you that income that you need of 5% or more for life. Are the fees still higher than a balanced portfolio? Yeah. But you're buying this as part of your kind of hedged income piece of your portfolio. Um, so you can, you can 1035 exchange tax-free into that. But don't 1035 into a portfolio. Not another bad product that ties your money up for 10 years. 
that if it's too complicated to understand or if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. You know, I got into the business at 19 with my grandfather, sold annuities and mutual funds at banks for years and years before fee-based planning was around. So I know these products inside and out. And there's only one fixed annuity I like. There's only one indexed annuity I like and only two no-load variable annuities I like. The rest of the annuities on the market out there, in my opinion, are garbage. Okay. So it's unfortunately one of the fastest growing sold products because they, they offer these – these, they offer these guarantees that sound so good, you know, 6 and 7%. Like you can walk away with a guaranteed 6 or 7% return and get a check for that in 10 years. You can't. It's kind of smoke and mirrors. What hurts me the most are the slimy people that sell them actually believe that they think they're good products. Yeah, and sometimes it's not their fault. It's usually they've come out of some other industry and they get pushed through a training process where they're kind of brainwashed into believing it. And I kind of like, you know, when I look to hire certified financial planners, usually it's people that spend four or five years in that type of industry, and then they go get their CFP, and they realize what's right. Yeah. And they know what's right going forward. But they still have a clear understanding of what's wrong with those products that are out there. And that actually makes them a better advisor in the long run. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, and don't forget, i got big two events coming up in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. It's Saturday, May 20th. I'm doing probably the last Saturday event of the year. Um, it's two events from 9 to 11. It's kind of a wealth preservation retirement income event. There's more details because it's a new one. We've never done this one before. It's in Palo Alto from 9 to 11. You can get more details at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Thanks for listening to the show. In the afternoon, I'm going to be doing an event from 1 to 3 on Money 101, and uh, investing for your first $1 million. That's May 20th in Palo Alto. Uh, no events after that until July, and then we start kind of wrapping up the year as the year's halfway through at that point in time. If you don't have a financial plan yet, you kind of need one. You need to start thinking about this, in my opinion. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. If you want to get into those seminars for free, um, for radio listeners only, it's uh, radio code uh, radio25. It's radio25. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Uh, Millennials are shifting on the home market, and every generation has different goals and different priorities. Uh, Generation X was considered a lost generation until we hit our 30s, then we kind of hit our prime. Uh, the baby boomers were considered, you know, uh, changers of the world, and they were going to do things right, and they were going to do things corrupt. And then they hit their 40s, and they started buying BMWs. Um, where will the millennials start? Where will they end up? It's interesting to watch. For years, the general understanding of the housing market is millennials were less interested in buying a house. Is that changing? to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Little David Bowie taking a break. Don't forget to sign up for those events. Go to robblackshow.com. They will sell out probably the next couple of days. Eh, Next next week probably. Um, Coming up May 20th. I'm Rob Black. Whether you're 20 years old or 60, managing your money can get complicated. So set aside Saturday, May 20th, and get ready to learn some strategies that can help you build wealth, invest confidently, retire better, and pass on your estate while minimizing taxes. That's May 20th at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. We have two seminars lined up. 
The morning event runs from 9 to 11 with a focus on retirement income and estate planning. If you're nearing retirement, this one's for you. We'll explain how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to protect your estate from long-term care costs, and much, much more. Our afternoon seminar is all about investing for your first million. From 1 to 3, we'll cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio, from investing basics to 401ks, Roth IRAs, real estate, taxes, and investing tips. Two separate seminars, May 20th at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Sign up for either event at robblackshow.com, only $25. For KDOW listeners, I waive the fee. Just use promo code RADIO25. That's robblackshow.com, promo code RADIO25. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Drum roll, please. Guess who's going to be the new co-host with Kelly Ripa of ABC's Live? Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. 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 Anyway. 800 uh, Dunkin' D- Dunkin' Donuts is publicly traded, and a lot of people think that since Caribou Coffee and Pete's Coffee um, have all been acquired, mm. donuts, that eventually Dunkin' Donuts will be co- uh, acquired because there's one major company that owns a lot of coffee companies, and why not own another one? So RBC Capital Markets is saying, take a look at shares of Dunkin' Donuts. I'm not saying it's a stock of the week, but it's definitely an idea. Um, they've got improving franchise profitability. They've got improved long-term unit and share growth. Upside from potential cash buyback to shareholders, either through buybacks or through a higher dividend. Um, I know, you're saying, I can invest in donuts. Today is a good day. I'm with you. Today is a good day. Speaking of today, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday! 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 Congressional leaders have reached an agreement to fund governments through September. Yay! We've got a functioning government. First quarter earnings continue to impress. Up 12.5%. That's worth a golf clap as well. As we quietly go to the gallery, there's a hushed silence. He sings it! Maybe that would make um, golf more interesting if their announcers didn't talk like this. And this guy here, Rufus McRufus, comes from a long line of Scottish golfers who grew up playing, that's right, golf. Um, really? Okay, then. So a Bank of America exec it was talking about millennials recently and talking about their will they buy houses or not. So millennials last year 
said that they've been putting off making the purchase of a home until they could find a home that they could live in for the rest of their lives. Um, the down payment has been the big issue. The millennials are seeing owning as being more affordable than renting in the long term. You see purchase a home is the right decision. So don't make all your bets on millennials and what will happen and or not happen. Particularly for millennials, down payment is the big issue. Um, it's also there's a psychological issue. You know, millennials came into the adult world during the financial crisis and they've seen the housing market collapse before. A lot of people forget things like that, but it happened right when they were becoming adults. And there's a big hangover effect there. So uh, right now we're seeing a lot of employment, conference, consumer confidence, and suddenly the millennials have gone from fearful eight years ago to where they are now and interested. Speaking of interest, interest rates, um, what will they do for the housing market? Interest rates on a historical perspective are still quite low. And I think interest rates are not a headwind for the purchase of the market today. But I think higher interest rates in the future, if they get back to standardized, normalized levels, you know, you're in for a slower housing scenario. You're in a high cost and low inventory market. The cost of financing plays a bigger role. Um, but in the future, when there's <clears throat> higher interest rates and higher mortgage rates, which is expected, not by a lot, but by some, we'll start there and we'll maybe grow more, you'll have less affordability. So there have been some signs recently that home equity lines of credit are slowing, regaining popularity, um, slowly regaining popularity, excuse me. Um, and now that the housing values have come back, you know, one of the advantages of home ownership is that you can ultimately tap the equity. And it's being done in a very responsible way. During the crisis, there were banks that were too aggressive in the market. Um, but, you know, the quality of the home equity loans that are originating today, because, again, very creditworthy clients have substantial home equity in their home, uh, you're starting to see people tap their house like a piggy bank. And, again, nothing wrong with that. Um, <clears throat> what I have a problem with with home equity lines of credit is people tapping it in their 40s and 50s as a way of buying a BMW or plastic surgery or something that you don't really need. So I would tap home equity potentially to pay for kids' college and to potentially buy more real estate. Um, use that large leverage to essentially, let's say you have $100,000 home equity line of credit. So let's say your home is worth a million and you take out 100000 You're essentially selling 100000 of home A and putting it down on home B. Um, so you still have that equity, but it's just transferred from one property to the next. So I'm not against home equity lines of credit. If you want to discuss this idea, call Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Rising interest rates. Will they be a problem? I think they will. Um, to me, I would love to see a significant pullback in housing because housing values have come back and I think they've gotten ahead of themselves in some markets, not all markets. One of the advantages of home ownership, you know, is that, you know, uh, you pay yourself rent even in good times and bad times. Same thing with like 401ks. In good times, your 401k is at an all-time high. In bad times, your 401k is at a discount. One of the things that scares me is Trump is talking about potentially tapping into the 401k benefit of paying federal taxes now um, versus 
deferring. I'd prefer that we continue to defer, but uh, it'll cut down on savings. It'll increase jobs because of the income, but it'll also force people to think more about Roth IRAs, which I think may be the better way to go if that's the case. Anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. 